0: Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. Okay, I want to talk to all the coaches. You are in a vehicle and it is headed somewhere, right? You have mirrors built in, but you might not be using their true purpose to their full capacity, and you might be even using them for the wrong reasons. So if you're using your mirrors, the side mirrors, the rear view mirrors to learn from what's behind you and around you, then you're going to spend most of your time looking through the windshield forward ahead of you more than you're looking in the mirrors, and that is healthy. In that case, stay in the vehicle because you're gonna get somewhere, right? But if you're using your mirrors to self-protect and you're looking more through the rear view than you are the windshield, then get out of the vehicle or at least turn around and go back to where you came from. Get back to the parking lot. You are either called to coach and you need to move forward and follow the calling and what you're designed to do Or you're not called to be a coach. You don't want to be a coach. You're resistant to taking the action and actually moving into the calling. And you need to start figuring out what you really are called to do that you want to do so you can go follow that, right? Get in that car. Be in the right vehicle. Because wherever your calling is, you're going to find the favor. You're going to find passion. And if you're called to be a coach, don't get me wrong, you are also going to find resistance and obstacles. It's awesome, right? (laughs) Like there's gonna be speed bumps and yield signs and yellow lights and things in the road, sharp objects that fell off the truck in front of you because other people aren't, you know, paying attention to your safety. And other vehicles are gonna make choices that affect you both negatively and positively but don't mistake resistance and obstacles for a red light from God, okay? Because the world is gonna happen. There's a natural order and the enemy loves to resist people who are walking and their are calling. But that doesn't, <laughs> that does not um, really, that doesn't matter. The enemy, the devil's always gonna be there. And the world is always gonna be there. And what matters most is what are you gonna do because you're always gonna be there? You're gonna be one place or the other. What are you gonna do with it? You don't wanna sit in a parking lot. You don't wanna stay on the fence. You don't wanna be lukewarm. If you wanna be a coach, I want you to decide to be one, to do all that it takes to become a coach, to become a great coach, to become an entrepreneur, to become successful and create value in this world and bring the kingdom of heaven to the earth the way you're called to do it. I believe that if God has called you to be a coach, then you need to believe and cast aside all the doubt. Read James 1 and apply it. It doesn't matter what you're doing. There's always going to be resistance and obstacles in your path, whether you're just doing the things that has to get done or you're doing something you're really specifically called to, there's always going to be things you have to get around and go through, but you can't live in a vehicle all of your life, sitting in a safe parking lot and never going anywhere. Cause that's literally the, the, that is the definition of being lukewarm. And the Bible says, be hot or cold, pick one. So either get out of the vehicle and take a walk, go back home, do something different, figure out what you should be doing, or Put yourself in the vehicle. Put the car in drive. Put your foot on the gas and get going. (laughs) There are so many reasons to stay in the parking lot, so many reasons to not take action or do anything you need to do, but it is really just your perspective about the journey that matters more than anything. Your situation and your circumstances, everything about it's neutral. It is not a positive or negative until you decide it is positive or negative. Somebody else is going to have a different perspective and see something you think is positive, they're going to call it negative. And you're going to see things and call them negative that other people would see as positive because we're all different. So your positive or negative outlook and perspective about a circumstance does not make it a fact. It, it makes it your perspective. Because Other people will see it differently than you do. So you don't actually define the circumstance as being a good circumstance or a bad one. You don't define it. You simply identify something with it. You are having your own thoughts and feelings about it. Your paradigm and your belief system and your body and your brain and your soul, are we going to respond to a circumstance or a situation the way you do? And that does not define the situation. So, being called as a coach is simply a situation. Having to start a business, becoming an entrepreneur, doing all of the hard work, that is just the situation. And some people thrive in it. They're going to love it. And some of us are going to go, that is really stinking hard and scary and uncomfortable. It depends on the person. So, just because you think it's hard and scary and uncomfortable doesn't mean that it is for everybody. Therefore, it is personal. And you need to decide for yourself, what is it for you? Are you willing to, to do something with it, right? And what are you going to do with it? And how are you going to respond to what's in front of you? Are you going to live your life avoiding all discomfort? Well, let's just say chosen discomfort. <laughs> you could live your life not going anywhere and not doing anything important to you and still have discomfort still be very uncomfortable, just in a different way. It's a matter of deciding which kind of discomfort is worth it to you. Is it the kind of discomfort that keeps you the same or the kind of discomfort that grows you and helps you to become a thriving person? It's true that you don't know all the answers yet about your calling as a coach or an entrepreneur. Who cares? Haven't there been some things in your past that you didn't know how to do but then you just did them, you figured them out, it's possible that's gonna happen again. In fact, I'm gonna say it's absolutely true that it's gonna happen hundreds of more times in your lifetime and not knowing something and yet moving forward anyway and then looking back with hindsight to say, oh, that's how I did it. (laughs) That is always going to happen to you. It's a matter of whether or not that happens to you in an area that you've chosen, that you have written into your story is going to happen, or if it's just going to happen to you because you apathetically are living your life. Your soul will want to hold you back, but the spirit inside of you knows you're made for more than this. So which one are you going to listen to? The wounded child? The narrative of the old man? How the Bible refers to the old man? Or are you going to listen to the new creation that you are? Are you going to listen to the part of you that's fully aligned with god because he his spirit dwells within you are you sitting around waiting for somebody to tell you you should do this or you have to do this are you waiting for an external expectation on you are you waiting to get fired so that you have to build a business because it's now it's a requirement because you don't have any other way to work are you waiting for some type of crisis to catapult you into taking action and making the changes that you know you want to take but nah, you don't really have to. So, you know, your soul, your flesh is going to be like, "Why do not we just stay here, dude? It's easier. <laughs> you can wait for all these things to come. Or you can simply just make a committed decision to do what you want to do that you're called to do before you ever actually do it. You can still take steps towards it. I spent years journaling and processing and praying over what I wanted to do, what was in my heart, what I felt called to before I ever actually had real solid language for it and started a business around it. And I started a business before I even really understood all of the language and had all of the clarity. I just did a thing. And I was coaching for free. I was coaching without even knowing I was coaching. I was coaching without meaning to. But I was doing it all of the time because it's naturally part of who I am, to coach and to mentor people, to teach and to lead. And because of that, I had a lot of experience doing it before I ever knew I was a coach, before I ever had a business. Then I had to figure out, okay, hey, what if I could do this in a way that would multiply more fruit? What if I could let people know beyond my smaller sphere of influence that this is something I'm good at and I want to do for them to help them see fruit in their lives. Well, that meant I had to learn how to become an entrepreneur and starting a a for-profit business is different than starting a non-profit business in a lot of ways. So I had to learn how to manage a different type of platform and I had to figure out how to put it everything I had to say into a consumable, valuable format so that clients and potential clients and listeners and just all the people listening, right, could be taught and nourished, and some of them will want to work with me. I learned 25 years ago when I found Jesus that I just need to live my life expecting resistance and obstacles. There's always going to be something pushing back on me as I take action, as I grow, as I advance, and as I succeed. But because of the years before Jesus, when I spent so much time at the gym because I was trying to fill a void, I knew that resistance is exactly what grows muscle. Because weights are just a vessel of resistance. And the point of even lifting those vessels of resistance is to build muscle. You may never have coached somebody, but you know you're called to be a coach. You may never have started a business before, but you want to have one. It's like going to the gym before you've built muscle. You actually have to go to the gym. You have to get in the car. You have to get some sneakers on and take, take the perspective that as you walk these steps out to become a coach and an entrepreneur, there will be certain weights that you need to lift. And the more often you lift them, the stronger you become. It's the same with building your faith muscle. There is resistance and God uses resistance to build your faith because you need him and then you come away with a testimony. So it's the idea that you need to know everything before you take a class and let the professor teach you something. What is the point? Why are we paying somebody to teach us? We're not, we're just paying them to test us. Why would you go to the gym if you don't need to work out? If you are already toned and fit and healthy, well, why are you going to go to the gym? I'm. The answer is because you want to stay toned and fit and healthy. <laughs> but you go not to show off your perfection. You go to get help and training. And you actually go to the gym because the gym is a place of resistance that grows you. That's the point of it. And that's supposed to be like the church. You know, the old saying of church is supposed to be a Uh, Not a hotel for the saints, but a hospital for the sinners. Instead of showing up to church, the concept of showing up and being perfect, the perfect person, the perfect saint in church, which is just operating from that pharisaical religious standpoint, the goal, like who Jesus is, is he goes and meets every one of us where we are and loved us while we were yet sinners. So He's not looking for us to come to him perfect, he's looking for us to realize we'll never be perfect, we need him. Let's bring it all back to your calling as a coach and an entrepreneur. If you're waiting to be perfect and do all things with excellence, without anybody teaching you, without ever having to fail and try again, without ever having to practice, then that is a point where um, until that mindset changes for you, until you trust in God, until you have faith in his calling on your life, and until you believe that everything Jesus did on the cross was actually to save you from having to be perfect now, because he was the one, who he is the perfection that died on the cross to, to save you and me and build that bridge between us and the God, the Father. We need to trust him you need to trust that his call on your life means that you're going to have to have some resistance that builds your muscles, and that is on purpose. The gym is there on purpose. The church is there on purpose. The class is supposed to be there on purpose. You're supposed to be learning and growing. You're not supposed to be perfect right now so that you never need help, guidance, growth. Nope, you're supposed to be in pursuit of transformation, you're not supposed to be Jesus today. You're not supposed to be Jesus the coach. You're not supposed to be Jesus the entrepreneur. You're supposed to be the one who's in process. That's on purpose. And if you live your life trying to keep yourself safe, you never build muscles. And again, I've said this in the past, that it's a quote from a movie called Slumberland. The point of the lighthouse isn't to keep the boat safe, but to guide the boats on their journey. If we want to keep the boat safe, then we never let it leave the harbor. Leave it there. But then you know what? The boat never does what the boat was made to do. The boat was made to float. The boat was meant to be in the waves and the wind. So you have to decide which one you want. Do you want to stay in the harbor, in the parking lot, in your car? Or do you want to take action and get somewhere that you want to be? Which one is going to be more worth it to you in the long run? If you take action, you're going to hit different kinds of resistance and they're going to be unfamiliar And they're going to rock the boat a little bit more. But if you don't take action, you're still going to experience resistance. But it's going to feel like regret and boredom, unfulfillment, lack of purpose. And I could go on with that list. But, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have technical problems if you want to become an entrepreneur. You're going to have to learn things about tech, you know, computers, systems, platforms. Here's the deal. You're going to figure them out. You're gonna learn how to do it and you're gonna learn how to not repeat the things that caused you problems. You're gonna learn how to send the support, customer support emails, and you're gonna go back and forth. This is part of living and breathing. This is welcome to human life, right? Um, If you're going to have, you are going to have prospective clients say no to working with you as a coach. And you're also gonna have a bunch say yes. You are going to feel the fear of failure and the fear of success and you're going to work through it and you're going to struggle with imposter syndrome, but then you're going to keep going and eventually it fades a little bit more as you grow and you go. You're going to wonder and worry if you're doing the right thing, saying the right thing, helping in the right way, and then you'll have hindsight and you'll learn from it. So yes, it'll be hard and then you'll turn around and look and go, look what it did. And you can say, this is just what I do. I do hard things. I'm going to stop and tell you right now. My husband recently came back from overseas. And he jumped back into exercising. He works out with this group called F3 Crazies, a bunch of crazies. <laughs> and they do crazy things. And I'm glad it's for just for men uh, because uh, I would never do the things that <laughs> they do. <laughs> if you want to work out, it's free. It's awesome. Check it out. It's called F3. And then there's a female one called uh one from women called Females in Action, FIA, and he has been his body is just going crazy because he like all the um, toxins and all the stuff that's released when you work out, and he works out pretty crazily, and bear crawls and burpees and all these things that. I'm like, a burpee makes it sound like a Slurpee, and that just makes me want to run to 7-Eleven. I think of it totally different than he does. When he says a bear crawl, I think of bear claw, like from the donut shop. So I'm not eating those things, (laughs) but that's where my mind goes. We are completely on different um, levels. (laughs) So this morning he went and jumped in our pool, and it is January, and he's like, I'm just gonna go do the hard thing because of what that does for your body and helps you boost your immune system it's the cold therapy and i'm like you're insane i had to go take a video of him and he this man is capable of doing the hard thing i don't know i don't i don't know why i haven't really learned as much as i could from him (laughs) i'm sure someday down the road i'm gonna be like i am that girl this is just who i am it's just what i do but he's already there. He does these things because he's already committed to doing the hard thing because he knows that the fruit is worth it. He knows what he wants. He knows what he's called to do. He's heard the voice of God and he makes a committed decision to go do it. And then you cannot stop him. Like, honestly, we probably should have him on an episode so he can coach all on that. And me, by the way. So... Again, write a book, right? <laughs> so all of these things are going to be with you. Hard things in front of you. They're going to be with you throughout the rest of your life, no matter what you do. If you're coaching or you're not coaching, you're running a business or not. If you work for yourself or for somebody else, it doesn't matter. You're still going to experience resistance and obstacles and challenges. But the question is, are they going to satisfy you? Is it going to be worth it because you, you, know, you did what you're called to do? And you find fulfillment in it and there's satisfaction at the end. Are you going to look back and wonder, boy, I went through all that trouble, but instead I helped somebody else do what they're called to do and built their dreams and I worked for less than I'm worth and I never got to do what I feel like is my purpose and I held myself back. And I still had trouble, obstacles, resistance, challenges. Which one? If you think sitting in the car in the parking lot is safe, you're right. And in a natural sense, it probably is. And if you don't pursue what you're called to do and you don't bring the kingdom of heaven to earth the way you were designed to do it and you don't reveal the character and nature of God to the people around you, and you know, essentially the enemy is not gonna pay much attention to you and so it's a little bit safer. But I have to ask the question, is that what you want? A life where the enemy doesn't really care about what you're doing because it was really not important, it made no impact, wasn't bringing the kingdom of heaven? Or do you want a life that created a, a like a legacy of pursuit and passion and impact and influence and multiplication of good fruit? Which one? Do you want to speak the truth or do you want to be apathetic? Do you want to be brave and bold and courageous? Or do you want to stay safe and comfortable? Do you want a story like Esther or Deborah or Gideon or Paul or let's go to Hebrews um, chapter 11? Do you want to leave a legacy that other people learn from and they're inspired by? Do you want to leave a mark on the world, right? I think you do, and I think that's why you're still listening at this point. And if you haven't started at all, you need to go pursue training as a coach. I'm saying training before I say certification and there's another episode another on that. <laughs> but start taking action to create a business or a nonprofit or a ministry that you're called to create. You can do it because there are so many people who have gone before you who just figured out how to do what they need to do like, like I have. I did it with nobody helping me, just figuring it out on my own because I believed it was possible to figure it out. I wasn't looking for it to be done for me. I was looking for you know, a a thread to pull on that's going to lead me in the direction I need to go. And I did it because I want to help you figure it out. And that's what I love to do. It's what I'm called to do is help you do it sooner and faster and stand on my shoulders so you can actually get to be a kingdom bringer through life coaching or coaching in whatever niche you're called to. So there's a song by a guy named Rick Pino, P-I-N-O and it's called Pioneer, and it makes me cry every time because that is exactly what I want. I want to go Pioneer, pave a path, and let you walk on it so you can do what you're called to do instead of paving the path. I want to pave a path. That's that's me. I'm a I'm a path paver. <laughs> you don't have to be a path paver. I'm doing it for you, right? And there's other people doing it for you too. So you can go somewhere else and get started using somebody else's knowledge and equipping in coaching, and you know what? I, that is perfectly okay with me because my heart is for multiplication. There needs to be a lot of people out there teaching you, training you how to be a great coach. And I'm not the only person, and I don't I don't ever claim to be. There are other a lot of people out there. Some of them are going to be right for you. But my heart is more for you to get it done and put your foot on the gas pedal and start taking action and get on the road so you can get results that you want and create a legacy that you want to live. Leave, sorry. So Whatever it takes for you to walk in your coach calling is what I want for you. Or you can duct tape it all together like I did, right? I'm going to use freebies and as much low-cost content as possible (laughs) because honestly, I didn't realize early on how important it was to invest in myself so I could move forward more quickly. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know coaching was even a thing. I didn't know how to put anything into words and have a language for it. So honestly, I spent years in the parking lot because it did feel safer. And so I'm I understand what it is to be right there with you. But likely my parking lot had a Chick-fil-A, a coffee shop, and probably a pizza st- like place with cauliflower crust. So if honestly, why not stay there? I had everything I needed. So why would I leave? <laughs> but if I had known I could go buy a course and have somebody coach me and have a community of people. And somebody who's going to ask the right questions to dig what's inside of me out, I would have done that instead. But I'm always going to be a figured out myself person. But I don't want to be a foolish person who is wasting my time and burying my talents and intentionally recreating wheels that are perfectly operational over there that somebody else already made. I believe in mentoring and learning from others too much, and I don't really have any competitive bones in my body. I'm kind of like, let's just all go do it together, right? <laughs> and you know, you can also jump into the the uh, greenhouse, the Christian Life Coach Training and Certification. Um, that gives you a ton of tools to use, helps you create your actual coaching practice, so you can show up for your clients as an amazing guide. Then there's the Arboretum Business course with that that shows you how to actually start your business, become a legal entity, and start doing all of the things necessary to get clients and do the work, but do it with less cost involved because that's something I really believe in. And you know, there's so many different ways you can go, but here's the deal: you're not gonna know everything before you do something, you're not gonna know your branding or your exact niche and audience, or what you want your website to look like, or how much money you should be charging for a package you haven't created yet because you haven't really been coaching anybody or even know what to name your business until you actually start coaching people who breathe. Once you do that, you'll start figuring out what you want, what you don't want, who you want to work with, who you're not called to work with. You're not going to know what content to create or how to write copy or how to make a call to action you're going to feel weird about calling yourself any kind of coach, and you're not going to know if you can it, get anybody good results until you start coaching people who breathe. And you can probably guess at this point that I'm going to tell you, go find some people who breathe and coach them. <laughs> you can, So you can go into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group and ask some questions, see what others have dealt with, how they've overcome their own struggles and stuck points and fears and what they would say to you about you and your calling and your self-doubt and your fear of the unknown. So all the links are in the show notes. If If you want to jump into the Facebook group, if you want to schedule just a free possibility session so I can help you figure out what your next right steps are, even if they're not with me, and then I can help you determine if I can help you take action or maybe there's better opportunities out there that are better suited to you and where you're going and what you're doing. Okay, I feel like this is a tough love episode, but I don't mean it that way. Please hear my heart. My intention is that you experience the truth of how important it is that you step into your calling as a coach and you start taking action. And sometimes we just need a mama bear to stand up and look at us and tell us, what are you doing? Why are you stuck in the parking lot? Didn't you say you were going to get in the car and drive somewhere? Well, you could have been there days ago, years ago. What are you doing? Why are you still at Chick-fil-A? I understand the sauce is amazing, but go somewhere else. There's Chick-fil-A's down the road. <laughs> go, go enjoy some, some uh, a, like a frozen lemonade miles from here. Get out of this parking lot. You need a mama bear who's going to say, I believe in you. I believe in so mu- in you so much, I'm going to not enable you where you are to stay apathetic, safe, and comfortable. I'm going to call you into the unknown. I'm going to call you, what's that song? Uh, oceans? You call me out into the waters, the great unknown. <laughs> I'm calling you out into the waters. God is calling you out into the waters. Your faith will show you how you can stand. And and there is a firmness in it. And God has, He's got you. The glory of the Lord is your rear guard. You, He has got you. And it is time for you to step into the thing that He has called you to do. And if you know that this is you, you feel it in your spirit right now as I'm speaking to you. And I encourage you, take action as soon as possible. Before you forget what I just said. And if you find that you've forgotten everything I said, welcome to podcasting. You can simply replay this. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. Okay. Bless you, friends. I am praying for you that you are blessed in your calling. You're blessed in your coming and your going. And you, all of the fear just gets shed off of you. You just cast it away. You brush it off your shoulders. Take it off of your head. Put on the helmet of salvation. Take up the shield of faith. The boots of the gospel of peace, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit. You've got this. He is with you. Nothing can separate you from him. He's called you. He's equipping you. He wants to release you. Uh, Say yes and agree with him. Okay, until next time. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you're looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making!